You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. It's time to talk about the Green Bay Packers. This is your Packers Update, the Daily Cheese, brought to you by Packernet.com and powered by Overtime Media. The Daily Cheese is a collaboration with the Packernet Podcast, hosted by Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy, and I am your host, J.J. Leahy. Well, the Packers improved to 4-0 after salting away the Atlanta Falcons 30-16. They are in first place in the NFC North, and following the Chicago Bears' loss to the Indianapolis Colts, the Packers are firmly in control of their own destiny at the moment. Green Bay's defense improved massively this past week, holding the Falcons to a field goal and a touchdown with a missed extra point right up until garbage time, when the Falcons finally scored one more touchdown. Todd Gurley and the rest of Atlanta's rushing attack was limited to 78 total yards. Down Kenny Clark, Christian Kirksey, and Rashawn Gary, the D-Train managed to put together their finest performance of the season. No small task, Atlanta has one of the most potent offenses in the league. So far, they scored 25 points against the Seahawks, 39 against the Cowboys, and 26 against the Bears, holding Matt Ryan, Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley to just 16 points is an accomplishment. Speaking of Calvin Ridley, in the first three games of the year, Ridley managed at least 100 yards per game. Targeted no fewer than 10 times per game, he managed to haul in 9, 7, and 5 receptions in each of those games, turning 4 into touchdowns. Against the Packers, Ridley was targeted five times and caught zero passes. Jair Alexander is the best cornerback in the league four weeks in. He's not the only defensive star, however. Zadarius Smith won NFC Defensive Player of the Week. For the first time since week 2016 of last year in Minnesota, Zadarius looked like himself. He had eight tackles, including four tackles for loss, and three sacks. Also, according to our good friend Pack Daddy, Z managed over 17% in quarterback pressure percentage almost the number he finished last year with as a season average. The Packers are rolling. Matt LaFleur, now 17-3 through his first 20 games in the regular season, not only has the highest winning percentage 
of all NFL coaches, including Bill Belichick, he's tied for second place since 1930, behind only George Seifert, who was 18-2, through his first 20 games. Aaron Rodgers, with 13 passing touchdowns, zero interceptions, and over 1,200 yards, is on pace to have his career-best statistical season. But here's where the good news runs out. The Packers limp into a well-timed bye, depleted at almost every position. Kevin King and Shannon Sullivan both exited the game early. Shannon Sullivan was evaluated for a concussion. No word yet on what's going on with Kevin King. Tragically, 2020 third-round pick Josiah DeGuara is out for the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Matt LaFleur said, Unfortunately, it looks to be a pretty bad one. I hurt for Josiah. I love what he's all about, the mentality he brings, and certainly he's somebody we were really excited about. It's been a little bit of a roller coaster in terms of, I thought he had a great game versus Minnesota in week one, and then he goes out with the ankle injury. It's just been tough, but we expect him to bounce back from it. We still think he has a really bright future in this league. Unfortunately, Josiah will have to bounce back next year. The rookie got on Twitter and thanked fans for the support and love he's received, saying, God has got a plan through it all, and I will come back from this better than before. Go Pack Go. Once he's moved to IR, the Packers will have three open spots on their active roster, as well as two open spots on the practice squad. This is because the Packers cut wide receiver Reggie Bagleton and waived linebacker Curtis Bolton, who was on the physically unable to perform list. Now, Begleton will probably be back on the practice squad. He was promoted to the active roster for one game because defensive tackle Billy Wynn and linebacker Scooter Harris used up both of the Packers' elevation spots. Of the three, the Packers felt the most comfortable risking losing Reggie Begleton to a waiver claim. But after also waiving wide receiver Caleb Scott from the practice squad, that still leaves at least one spot on the practice squad and three on the active roster. It will be very interesting to see how Goody adds to his roster to prepare for the upcoming 12-game stretch of the regular season. Due to a massive COVID spike in the city of Green Bay and Brown County, the Packers have announced they will not be welcoming fans into the stands at any point in the foreseeable future. Lastly, Snacks Harrison signed with the Seahawks today. He did have a visit scheduled with the Packers this afternoon. He did not end up flying to Wisconsin after all. Although this is disappointing, it's hardly surprising. Snacks has made no secret of the fact that he's not the biggest fan of Green Bay and didn't have any interest in coming up north to play in the frozen tundra. He will spend the next week or two on the Seahawks practice squad, familiarizing himself with the scheme and getting into game shape. The Packers and Seahawks do not play each other this regular season, but a playoff meetup feels inevitable. If the Packers play well enough this season, they could force Snacks to have to come play in the frozen north after all. And I don't envy visiting warm state teams in Lambeau in January. That's it for today. For more in-depth analysis and a look at Packers strategy, make sure you're subscribed to the Packernet Podcast, hosted by the Pack Daddy, Ryan Schlipp. Keep up on all the Green Bay Packers news by going to Packernet.com and join the Packernet Podcast group on Facebook. My name is JJ Leahy, and this has been The Daily Cheese, your Green Bay Packers news update.